Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What I always say is, time is a healer. Mm. But you've got to wind your watch. If you don't do things to keep moving forward, you will get stuck in time and you will be stuck in your grief. Welcome to Grief Encounters with me, Sasha Hamrog. And I'm Venetia Quick. We're a weekly podcast that looks at an issue that affects us all and yet remains so difficult to talk about. We'll be chatting to guests from all walks of life on the subject of death and all that comes with it. Our main aim is to motivate, comfort and create a modern space for people to share their own experiences. Could you think of someone that could benefit in listening? Tell them about Grief Encounters out every single Tuesday. Today's episode is all about taking action in grief, and we were so fortunate to get to meet Benji Bennett, who spoke about his family's story. After the devastating loss of his son Adam, Benji channeled his grief into a series of amazing children's books in which Adam plays the central character, and he's done so for over 10 years now. Yeah, and I think what's interesting, anybody who has young kids or had for the last 10 years will know the Adam's Cloud series very well. And what's cool about the books is that Benji has incorporated Adam's older brother into the books as well. So you get to know a little bit about the little boy that he was. But it's actually quite a moving chat, I found, with Benji because he talks about the fragility of life and how one minute, you know, your healthy, happy little four-year-old could be running around outside, having the crack, and the next minute everything changes forever for, obviously, for Adam, and but also for Benji and the family. And it's very emotive, I yeah. find, but it's also incredibly reassuring because he talks about surviving mm-hmm. and continuing and they added to their family since Adam passed away very suddenly. And the, I think one of the main points that I got from it was that you sort of almost have to learn to stand in your own two feet and not be reliant on having that person on speed dial that you're just going to ring all the time and go... Yeah. Oh, I need you, I need moment. you, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Benji is such a warm person, so he, he, just being in his presence was pretty lovely. Um, he's an inspiring person for sure, but I think uh, what I took away from it was when he talked about looking at people who were 10 years down the line mm. who had gotten through the loss of a child, because I can imagine that you wouldn't think you could get through it. No. And in those moments, those early years, thinking, this is... I'm not going to be able to survive this. Um, And how he kind of looked at those people as beacons of light and tried to get through to that point where now they are that to a lot of people. And through the books, a lot of people probably read that and feel like maybe a sense of comfort that they too can 
get through this mm. exceptionally difficult time. But there was something else I think that struck me because it is sort of, as we said, 10 years down the line. But I've often sort of wondered, you know, for me, it's still very fresh with um, Martin passing away because it's only coming up to a year. But it's I've often wondered 10 years time, how will I feel? Will I still mm. remember? Am I going to feel the same way? How will it feel? Will it be different? Yeah. But when you're talking to Benji, you can hear when he's talking about Adam and what happened, that it's still very fresh. Mm. And that's sort of reassuring because although it sounds a bit weird, I always want somewhere for it to feel of course. fresh. Of course, I think people fear, so fear the loss of the memory of the person, the loss of their smell their mannerisms, their, voice, their smell. Yeah. Um, I've definitely found um, my dad is going to be 10 years next year and... I the minute I close my eyes I can see the way he moves his hands and I can see his eyes and his smell mm. so I think those relationships those core relationships are so powerful that they do stay with you and when Benji talks about Adam it was like you could imagine him there in the room Absolutely. this beautiful boy because um, he his memory is so is so precious to him um, and you can really hear and that he in our chat and comes so alive as well I think in the books as well it's so we felt like we met him didn't we yeah, yeah. and why don't we go ahead and meet Benji now Being paralysed by grief is often a phrase that's used to describe somebody's perhaps inability to engage um, with anything or anyone when they've lost a loved one, particularly very suddenly. Um, And it's said that you can be so grief stricken that you are stuck. Now, our next guest's life was uh, turned upside down in 2007 with the sudden death of his second child, Adam, to a brain tumour. He's here to speak about his story what happened pretty quickly after that. Um, So we're delighted to be joined in the studio by Benji Bennett, who's, of course, the author of the incredible Adam's Cloud kids books series, which are award winning. Listen, thank you very much for coming in and talking to us. 2007, one day you're on the beach with your three kids. They're having fun. They're building, I think it was haystacks. Oh, haystacks. Made out of grass. There was loads going on up and down sand dunes. Normal things that kids do. Three days later, something Mm. totally different happened to you. Yeah. So we were on our holidays. We we holiday in the beautiful British Bay. And um, it was amazing how we'd spent the day on the beach uh, we, we were sitting on it's a, a little wooden deck overlooking the grass loads of other little mobile homes around the place and we were just watching the children play in mm. that evening sun I'll never forget it and um, Adam kind of came up to us and he said I've you know I'm not feeling well I have a headache so we just said you're okay gave him some camp mm. and 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 lie down there that was the that was the Friday and over the weekend it got progressively worse and um, we brought him to a doctor on the on Sunday night saying, you know, something is wrong here. Didn't think anything of it, really. The doctor checked him and he said, you know, he's uh, he, and he, Adam started vomiting as well. So he said, look, he's got some sort of a bug. Give him some motilium and, you know, see how he goes. Then he was awake all night. Myself and Jackie were taking turns minding him. And the following morning, uh, he was he was really bad. And we said, right, we will bring him to the hospital. And from you know, we I drove up from Wicklow up to um, I think it was Tallow we went to, 
and Tubble parked, as I always remember, because my car was towed. <laughs> it's funny things you remember. Yeah, you, it is, <laughs> but it is. It, it is. It's like, yeah, I'll only between. be here for a minute and I wasn't even looking. It, but um, So in we went, admitted him and he got sick again when he was in the little cubicle. Um, when they were just trying to do a few tests on him and I lifted him up I was there on my own and when I lifted him up he just went stiff Mm. he had this kind of huge body seizure and went totally limp and that was it he was gone So, and this is three days after that moment on the beach. Yeah, so in that short, there was no run did, up to it. You didn't have no. any time to prepare. It was like just this out of the blue. It just came from. It came from now. Now, in hindsight, you can kind of go, "Oh, I wonder was that day mm. he said he had a headache, or I wonder that day he was a bit slower." So, when you look back over it, you kind of go, "Yeah, God, he was kind of, you know, slowing down or mm. whatever." And um, so, from that moment when he he said he had a headache to when he was he was gone um, we didn't think anything of it we just thought yeah his kids I mean we've, he was our our middle of three yeah. at the time and we've been there with them and and, and that was it and you know it, it's funny when, when you when I look back at it myself and Jackie look back at it I'm, I'm always the optimist I'm always yeah. the so we had this seizure then they put him on the life support and they didn't know what was wrong and I remember like he was gone at this stage uh, and I still, you know, Jackie arrives up because she was mine of the other kids. She arrives up and he's going in to have this big, huge um, uh, scan to see what it was. And I said, Jackie, I, he, I, he's fine. He's mm. just, he's unconscious mm. now because they think he's dehydrated or something. And you just don't accept it. It was just, no, he'll be grand. He'll be grand. Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. Mm. He's grand. He's grand. And then you get the news after scan that there's this big brain tumour. And then he had an operation. And then after the operation, they said, He's 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 gone. He's there's nothing left there. His his whole brain bled and and um, and then you know they didn't go any further. And then we had a couple of just hours with him, just waiting for the final word from the doctor that his heart has stopped. So, can you tell me what it. he was like? As it like, oh, tell me about him. God, well, we were just talking about it there today with Jackie. Uh, uh, we were talking about the kids and how lucky we are with our own children. Harry is seventeen, Robbie is twelve, and, and Molly, who never it was, be she wasn't here when when Adam was here, um, and she is ten. And he, we were kind of saying, God, Adam, just could you imagine what he'd be doing now? He'd mm. be probably, you know, he he'd be fifteen. Um, now he'd probably be playing some tennis, rugby, golf at a high level. He'd be making us all laugh, and he'd be he'd be an amazing little person. So he he died just after he was four, and a few months before that, he'd won the under fives tennis tournament in the local tennis uh, wow. camp. You know, the, so isn't that the irony though? He was obviously so fit. Oh, he but was. Yes, yeah. This sudden. Yeah, he was funny. He was fit. He was confident. Um, he was a great little sporty fella. He had a huge love for anything, like a ball. I remember when he was two, my dad started bouncing the ball, and he went bananas for it. So he was. Uh, but he filled our whole lives up with so much time, and which is an odd thing to say because mm. he he's he was four, 
and we had an attorney with, with him and we still do and he lives on in, in, in our hearts so much mm-hmm. and the little message that we're trying to share with the world. So so Adam was beautiful curly hair. He was just the perfect child. He really was. You'd look at him and I see all these Instagrams of all these mums and dads as I do with mine putting up their, the photo of their kids and kind of going Adam would blow them all away. <laughs> he really was. He was, he was that type. So. Um, do you feel that talking because I know for a lot of people that are suffering from grief t- being able to talk about the person is a great relief when mm. someone asks you about the person and, and doesn't you know they just want to know more is it do you mm. think that being able to talk about him all these years later through these books and just being able to always say his name mm. has mm. been helpful for you in in dealing with it for me i would talk to a wall about adam it doesn't matter if i'm talking about adam i'm that that's uh, my way jackie on the other hand she will be different because she actually can't mention his name but i just getting upset mm. and she will talk about Adam but she finds it um, a little bit harder but what we both did we together um, and this is I think how we've made it through together we recognise that we would have to work together and mm. help each other because you know God we were, we're both devastated and we're both trying to figure out how we're going to how we're going to cope and how we're going to deal with it so for me talking I'm here talking mm. to you about Adam um, whereas if you ask Jackie to come on the radio she'd be terrified mm. she would do it but everybody deals differently and every, that's yeah. my way everybody deals differently but um, Jackie does talk about Adam I do and for us that was our big thing that, that helped us Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for a safe haven to express how you feel, share articles, photos, and memories of your loved ones, join the Grief Encounters Facebook group, a place for support, compassion, and empathy for those grieving. Did I read somewhere as well that you found talking more helpful than, say, conventional therapy being able to go and talk to people about Adam and about your loss is actually more therapeutic than 
somebody helping you through the process of grief? There, there's kind of maybe two parts to that. So for me, talking, I wanted, I like, you know, I made a promise to Adam, uh, oh God, if we can get through this, when he was on his bed, that the mm. whole world is going to know about him because mm. I just loved him so much. I thought he was so special. So the talking was there from day one. I have to tell everybody about this really miraculous, special little, little boy. And we even had this funny feeling about him, even... You know, a year before, we kind of, we we always felt with that and we were on bar time and it's got, it's a weird thing to explain. And that's probably why we, you know, it wasn't, um, I, I don't know, a, we, we kind of felt he was, he was going to leave us. So that, that's, that's one side of it. On the other side, listening to people, I personally was very happy to hear uh, of parents who were like, five, ten years down the road because that's the thing. Where's the hope? Where is that hope? Will I be okay? Can I walk out the door? Can I get on this, you know, Mm. walk to this bus stop of grief and hopefully a bus is going to take me away from the pain and off into this, you know, so how do I get there? Will I be okay? And that was my big thing that I needed to hear from other people. You can be okay. Now, whether you are or not is up to me. Mm. And it's up to me, as I said, to walk to that bus stop because you're never going to get on the the, the bus mm. uh, without making that huge, hard effort uh, to get there. So they're the two things for me is that talking about Adam is a huge part and also hearing from others about that you can be okay. How and it's you, okay to be okay. And um, yeah. Oh, look, we we spent our from day one on. Oh God, if I can get this one out, the night of Adam's funeral, we were we were devastated. Myself and Jackie danced and we smiled and we laughed mm. and we, you know, you know, and that's what we did. And we said we'll be okay. And I think the celebration. There was no way that we could um, live our lives. In, in horrible grief because Adam was such a happy outgoing little boy to do anything else wouldn't have respected you know his mm. memory by mm. by just crumbling and 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 you know dying ourselves as such so that's a really important part of mm. of our own particular journey you know yeah I mean I think with art in terms of writing or illustration or putting your grief into something creative um, I know has been really helpful mm. for, for me and for a lot of people it's an outlet that mm. isn't necessarily mm. and Venetian we've talked about this is it's not necessarily talking to someone else because sometimes that can feel you can feel as though you don't want to put that weight on someone you don't want to mm. sit down and have the conversation because they might think well, I'm not this bringing <laughs> her again yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, <laughs> but putting yeah. it through maybe your work or, your, or something mm. creative can be very a, a great effective way of dealing with it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that probably has been the case for you. Yeah, it's been massive for us. And I think you what you what you said there was, again, mm. there's plenty of people you can talk to. But I think with grief, you can't over depend. You've got to be strong. You want to talk to them. You want them to say it's OK. But, you know, they, you know, if, if you put too much on them, they'll they'll just naturally move away because, you know, they find it uh, difficult. So, yeah, so you get to a stage where, you know, a few months afterwards, you know, there's less of that immediate support around you and you have to kind of figure out what to do. And for me, um, what led to the writing was this desperate need to deliver a message that children desperately need their parents to hear. And for me, the writing is about encouraging parents to spend their time with their children. Oh, mm. we can get this out. Yeah. Tell them they love them and bring them for a walk and spend time with them. 
that for me is the rock bottom basis and foundation of raising children no matter what the circumstances are and I know lots of children and parents and families have lots of different circumstances but for me after 10 years of doing this there is that baseline of of, uh, what's really important and with that message and that inspired message from Adam then Mm. I started writing to to give parents a tool Mm. to help them do that with messages to the children and the families about these are some things that we need to be need to be doing so for me every time I write a book I'm remembering Adam I'm spreading a message and I'm hoping to think that I'm bringing a little bit of happiness to a child when before they go to sleep and that's that's a pretty nice that's <laughs> wonderful to, 10 years on now because yeah. you are celebrating if that's yeah, the right word yeah. 10 years of um, Adam's books yeah. as we'll call them Um I, did I read somewhere that you said time is not a great healer but mm. love conquers time well, what did you mean by that exactly? Well, well, what I all what I always say is, you know, time is a healer, mm. but you've got to wind your watch. So you know, if you look at your watch and those old ones you had to wind, if you don't work it, if you don't keep winding it, time is going to stand still on your watch. And for me, grief is the mm. same. Mm. If you don't do things to keep moving forward, you will get mm. stuck in time, mm. and you will be stuck in your grief. And that is something that, you know, we went to um, one of these kind of bereavement days away and there was a number of people there and some of them, you know, 10 years on, we were only we were only a couple of weeks at this stage and some people were there 10 weeks on and they they seemed quite good. And I'm there, okay, you're my kind of people. And then there's other people 10 years on who just came in, their head was down, their shoulders were down. Now, I don't know the circumstances, mm. you know, so everybody is different. Mm. So, um, and I just went, I can't be there in 10 years time. That put the fear of God into me. I said, for Adam and for my, my existing children and for my family and my wife, I can't be there in 10 mm. years time. I've, you know, so I started winding my watch. And the dials start to move forward and, and we've we've carried on. So that's always what I've meant by that. How do you deal with like the incidental day to day moments where it just comes at you? It's not necessarily <laughs> a milestone, but you can be in the shop and you see something that maybe Adam would have liked yeah. to eat. And suddenly you're running out of Lidl in floods of tears. Oh, How God, do you yeah. do you get those moments still 10 years on? Have they passed? Are they still there? I don't get the pain. So the pain isn't there, thankfully, because Mm. that was unbearable. And when you were talking about being stuck in grief earlier, Mm. I do remember a time it was it was um, in around, you know, two months afterwards and I was dropping one of the kids to school and I walked by. Oh, God, if I can get this out. I walked by the little school that uh, was a Montessori that Adam was going to be going to. Mm. And I looked, Mm. I looked in the window. And I saw these beautiful kids, beautiful little four or five year old kids, absolutely gorgeous. And I walked around the corner and oh, I I absolutely broke down and I picked out my phone and I said, whoops, Jackie, will you come and get me? Yeah. I actually can't take another step. I, I couldn't move. I mm. genuinely could not move. And Jackie had to come down. The two of us were bawling and all that sort of stuff. So that's been stuck in grief. Thankfully, that doesn't happen anymore. And um, so what happens to me now, I get really emotional when people are nice to me. Oh, <laughs> It's weird. 
It's somebody better be horrible. To <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, you know, it could be this. You know, the simplest thing of I could be away in England promoting, and somebody could come up and they go, "Are these your books?" They go, "Yeah," and I'd never really say about Adam or anything. Mm. And they go, "There's something really beautiful and special about these books. They're gorgeous." And there's people in my mind who I can I can think mm. of. Do I remember there was this one when he goes, "Well, well done. I wish you you didn't know anything about Adam. I mm. really wish you the best." And he gave me a massive big hug, mm. you know, in the middle of a show, and. I got really touched by that. He didn't know about Adam, but the books or what I was doing touched yeah. him. Um, and then people helping me in business mm. or anything. I just, yeah. I get really emotional about that. So, uh, and thankfully the pain isn't there anymore. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's all wonderful. <laughs> I mean, how do you feel about the fact that you talked about looking at the people 10 years on and seeing that they were okay mm. was your sort of guiding light and mm. that little bit of hope at the end of the tunnel you probably become that for a lot of people. I mean, yeah. do grieving families and parents, do you, do you feel they still kind of contact you or do you hear from them or do you hear from them when you're doing book signings or? Yeah, I hear from a lot of people. I get some some emails. They never reach out to me necessarily for help. They just tell me how the book might have helped them and mm. uh, what the book meant to them or what the book meant to the, the children that they may have lost. And I always am very, very cautious and careful of what I would say to somebody else in that situation, because ours is a very uncomplicated. Adam was here. He was gone. There was no guilt. There was no blame. We were lucky. We spent time with them. So there wasn't a huge amount of regrets. And that's really what the message I'm giving to everybody now is your children are only small for, you know, a, a small period. And I have always wanted is to give hope to anybody, anybody who's out there who has lost and it's it's devastating to lose anybody. It doesn't matter whether it's your child, your partner, your parents, your anybody that you love and leaves a hole in your life. It's impossible, you know, to to fully, you know, get over it. And all you can do is is, is live your life. So for me, my message is, is that there is hope there. It's not easy. You've got to fight it. You've got to work for it and you've got to grab it and you've got to make it happen. So that's you have to go through it. You can't go yeah, around it. Yeah, that's it. That book, yeah. they guess, or the uh, going on a bear hunt. Mm. That is the best. Yeah. And I've only learnt, realised what know, it's about. What it's actually, about, yeah. whether the author meant it or not. Yeah. But I mean, you can't just sit there and you can't, you know, go around it or over it. or anything. You can't avoid it. You've got to go through these challenges that hit you and grief is one of the hard ones you know so losing a job losing your house they're all hard as well but uh, you can always you know get yourself back Back a house or back a job you can never get back somebody that you lose and that's that's the hardest part to deal with Okay, uh, Benji Bennett, thank you so much oh, uh, you so for much. coming in today. And of course, it is um, congratulations on um, the 10th anniversary of yes. Before You Sleep. <laughs> amazing. I, that, that's amazing, it is 10 years. Oh, I can't believe yeah. it. It's, it's been flying. When I, I wonder how we even got here. I keep saying to Jackie, how did we... How did we make it? Because there's somebody up there looking after you. We do. He yeah. always makes all the decisions for us. Oh. So. Benji, thank you. Thank you so Thanks much. So much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 